Assalamualaikum and hi to everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. So in today's episode of our podcast, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic which is about the taboos among Malay people. So, the Malays are indeed very rich with taboos. All of these taboos were created by our ancestors to be used as an allusion to the people at that time. I mean like, maybe it's the way that uh, the oldest want to give advice to the youngsters. I don't know, maybe I think that way. So, in this podcast, we are going to talk about the taboos from three different states, which are Kelantan, Sarawak, and Johor. I bet to you guys that today's podcast is going to be very exciting and interesting because... I think that some of you guys might not hurt some of these taboos that we are going to mention in this podcast. So let's proceed. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the taboos, the Malay taboos from Kelantan. The first taboo is do not move your place while eating or later you will be married many people. So the actual meaning of this taboo is If one place get to mess, the other place will be mess as well. So, well, I mean like wise advice, right? So the second taboo is, do not lie down with your feet up or later your mom or dad will die. I bet that all of you or maybe some of you heard this taboo once in your life, right? So, the actual reason or meaning of this taboo is, to avoid chest pain or to avoid numbness in your in the legs i mean like if we like lie down we our feet up like for a long time we are going to feel the numbness in our legs so this is a good advice but believe it or not since i'm like primary school i actually believe this table now okay so the third table is after eating Pour a little water in a plate so that the sustenance does not dry out. I mean like the leftover food on the plate does not dry out. Actually, when there's dry out in, of leftover food on the plate, it's going to be very hassle to wash the dishes. So if we pour, pour a little water, it will be easier for us to wash the dishes. Okay, so the fourth uh, table is do not eat overlapping plates. Or later you'll be married many times. Oh, it's so funny that our ancestor uh, really relates any taboo with married many times. So the real reason of this taboo is to avoid washing many dishes. I mean like who's going to wash a lot of dishes? So please avoid using many plates when you're eating only one meal. So the last taboo is... Royal blood in Kelantan cannot eat bamboo shoots. I bet that uh, all of you or maybe some of you not know this table, right? So, I actually heard this from my family, which is the real reason of this table is because the there's the myth that the royal blood in Kelantan actually appreciating the bamboo in conjunction with the story of anak buluh bentong or what we call the son or daughter of the buluh bentong so that's all from me so let's proceed to the next table in Johor 
Hi, my name is Suhaina Fatima binti Mamai Shekor Sugu and I'm from Johor. So here I would like to share a few taboos that are popular among the Malay community in Johor. So let's see. The first taboo is do not sit on the pillow or else you will get sores on your backside. The reason behind this taboo is the pillows are used for the head. So it is not polite to sit on it. The second one is do not sing in the kitchen or you, especially the woman, will marry someone who is way older than they expect to marry. The reason behind this taboo is to avoid you from being careless while cooking and to prevent accidents. The third one is do not go out and play at dusk or you might be kidnapped by boogie women. The reason behind why this taboo is so popular is most Malays are Muslims, so it is not good to go out at dusk because the devils usually wander at dusk. Plus, they need to be early for their obligatory prayer. The next one is don't be offended if the recipient does not immediately open the gift that you give them but sets it aside first because in Malay etiquette, the gifts uh, should be opened in private, not in the presence of the giver or else it will be seen as an act of being desperate for the gift. The last taboo that I can find in the Malay community is that it is considered Root to point with your forefinger when indicating something. Instead, you must point with your thumb. So now we have seen all the taboos that I can find in Johor. So let's move on to the myths. So the popular folk myths about Johor that you probably haven't heard of yet are the first one is Gunung Ledang, the legend of the princess of Jinshan. What made this myth so popular is that Princess Jinshan is very mysterious and nobody has seen her face. Sultan Malacca wants to find a new wife after the death of his previous wife. The princess conveyed seven conditions if she has to marry the Sultan. The conditions are conveyed by a hunchback old woman which are Constructing a golden and silver bridge connecting the golden mountain in Malacca. Presenting the hearts of seven mosquitoes. Presenting seven plates of baby worms. Presenting a bottle of virgin tears. Presenting a bowl of Sudanese blood and a bowl of blood from the Sultan's son, Raja Ahmad. Once she finished speaking, the old woman disappeared magically. The team then went back to the sultan and passed him the message proposed by the princess in exchange for the marriage he wants. However, the sultan was not able to fulfill the condition that led to the fall down of the marriage. It is said that the princess Jinshan then hid in the mountains and settled in an unknown cave. No one ever saw her again. Then, but some believe that the old hunchback woman, the man saw, was an incarnation of the mysterious Princess Jinshan herself. The next one is Tanjung Putri, the love story of the Sultan of Johor and the princess. Well, um, do you know what name people called Johor Bahru before? It is Tanjung Putri. It is my place, by the way. And it came from a Malay love story that has been passed on to many, many generations by word of mouth. A long time ago, the sultan of this place had a strange dream of meeting a beautiful princess where the weight of the water was particularly sinking. 
All he hailed to the same had a long journey until he came to the princess of the dream called Putri Maya Salida. They got married, settled in the east area of now Johobaru, went to the Cape Zone known as Tanjung, which were later called as Tanjung Putri. The next myth is Batupaha, the legend of Ishi. This part is located in Minyabaku Ishi, is a legendary well in Malay folks. It is believed that there were elves in Ishi who helped the residents who lack cups or plates or do not have money to buy one. They only need to burn ganwen smoke and pray for the scriptures. The cups will then emerge from the Ishi well with a very strict condition of returning it back. When someone did not return the cup, the elves become very angry and people could not longer get help from them. And the last myth that I can find is story between Kota Tinggi and Indonesia Bintan Island, the curse of the Sultan of the early old Johor Dynasty. A somehow disturbing story is circulating for many many generations about the past between Kota Tinggi and Bintan Island, Indonesia. It is said that the last sultan of the dynasty before, Mamasha II, was assassinated by the prime minister and the navy admiral of Bintan. Before he breathed his final breath, he uttered a curse against the residents of Bintan Island. He said that anyone from the island would vomit blood once they come to Kota Tinggi ever again. Since then, no one from Bintan Island has dared to set foot in Kota Tinggi, believing the curse of the Sultan is true. So, that are the taboos and myths that I can find quite interesting about Johor and the community of Malay in Johor. Some of these are very new to me and some are actually I have heard before. But it is actually very interesting for uh, myself to learn more about Johor particularly. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed learning about this, uh, about my very own place. So I hope all of you will enjoy uh, to get to know a little bit more about Johor. Thank you. Hello everyone. My name is Ibi Milmisi. I'm going to share with you about the taboos in Malay community and myths in Sarawak. As I am not really know about the taboos in Malay community, so I asked an interview one of my Malay friends. She told me about the information and all the taboos that they still practice and do until now. One of the taboos uh, that they still do until now is that Malays in Sarawak are forbidden to eat patin fish. They believe this taboo because patin fish had saved the Malanao people a long time ago. Malanao people is an indigenous group in Sarawak and most of them are Malays. They said that whoever eat the patin fish they will die or their skin become itchy. The second taboos that my Malay friends told me is that whenever someone wants to eat something, they have to eat it immediately because they believe that. The reason why they believe this taboo is that if they don't eat the food that they want, then it will cause an accident when they go outside.
the third tabus that my Malay friends share also with me is a woman who haven't married cannot sit at the front door entrance because it is impolite and it is not good for them as other people might see especially the men i've already told about the taboos that malay community in sarawak still practice and do until now now i will tell about the myths in sarawak that you haven't heard before the first one is the legend of fairy calf at bau it is quite popular story among the locals it tells about a poor boy who lived alone with his mother and is treated to a cruel trick by one of the villagers during one of their huge kawa celebration infuriated the mother plots her revenge against the whole village she dressing a cat in a beautiful attire she throws it into the middle of their gawai celebration the villagers laugh loudly until it bringing on a storm the sky roars with thunder and blazes with lightning when the storm stops it is discovered that all the villagers have turned into stone these villagers are what make up the stalagmites and stalactites inside the fairy cave the next myth is that the seven sipping longhouses that turn into stone legend has it that the sipping people slaughtered a dragon and ate it as a result their seven longhouses were turned into stone or swept by flood everybody was killed except for two siblings a brother and sister they fled to penyuan river a tributary of the belaga river the siblings grew up and eventually they both marry each other and start a new sipping community the next myth that i'm going to tell you is about the floating temple of sabao there are different legends on how the island where the temple sits came about Apparently there was a group of sailors who anchored at Sabao. The cook on board made them linut or sago porridge known for its sticky texture. The sailors played with the linut and teased each other. As you can see from the other stories that I tell before The sky suddenly turned dark and a storm thunder of head. Hailstones started to drop from the sky, turning everything the hailstones hit into rocks. Hence, that was how the island of the floating temple in Sabao was formed. So the lesson here is that uh based on the myths in Sarawak, you shouldn't laugh at animals. eat a dragon or play with your food if you do not wish to be turned into stone in conclusion for the most malaysian especially malay community 
Growing up with certain taboos are a norm, whether they are founded in logic or customary belief. Some of us would dismiss them as an urban legend, but for others, it is a part of daily life. In our discussion also, we discuss about the myths that we haven't heard in different states. And it is very unique because we know the myths from other states. That's all from us. Thank you.